Let's see if they can play physical football today. Let's become great. You know how we do our thing. Welcome to the Lincoln County Locker Room, live at Stein Brewing Company on Church Street in downtown Newark. Tonight's show is brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems, Stein Brewing Company, Kickspex Bookstore, Shamrock Printing, All-Star Embroidery, Garage Experts of Columbus, and Rittberger Meat Market, Buckeye Lake. Now, here's Brian Mays with the Licking County Locker Room on Kate 98.7. And a pleasant good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Licking County Locker Room. We are live at Stein Brewery, 23 West Church Street in downtown Newark. Hopefully you can cop, stop on by, say hello, get some great food, some great drinks here. We're with you till 7 p.m. this evening. And a reminder that if you do swing by here in the next hour, 10% of the proceeds tonight here at Stein Brewery will go to our featured school tonight, which is the Bulldogs of Heath. We'll be happy to be joined by some special guests coming up a little bit later on so again please stop on in join us here at the stein brewery until 7 p.m this evening as we do each week let's recap the games from this past friday night and we'll start with the game that we had right here on kate 98.7 it's a thriller you can't often say it comes down to the final play but that's exactly what happened last week at whitefield with the newark wildcats who when I say hunt on, they truly did hang on to beat Marion Harding 28-21, to giving the Wildcats their first back-to-back victories since 2016 and moved to 2-1 and on the season. Steelmeister, a 62-yard touchdown pass to Trey Robinson with 13 seconds to go, gave the Wildcats the seven-point victory. It was a back-and-forth affair, and when you would think with 13 seconds left that that game was over, but it wasn't as the Presidents were able to rally and actually had a pass near the end zone that was fell through the hands of the wide receiver on the final play of the goal of the game and that did give Newark the 28 to 21 victory. Max Durbin was a huge performer for Newark. He had a 63-yard touchdown run which gave the Wildcats a 14 to 13 lead after they trailed 13 to 7 after a pick 6 by Marion Harding. And the game just kind of went back and forth. Uh, the Presidents got in to the end zone on the opening kickoff but it was nullified by penalty. They then took it into the end zone. That was also nullified for a penalty. And then Bentley Johnson grabbed an interception. That's how the ball game started. Harding was able to take a 7-0 lead, and then T. Davey tied it up for Newark, which was 7-7 at halftime. I mentioned the pitch six, which made it 13-7. Then Max Durbin getting a 14-13 lead. And then on a fourth and two, Austin Rose catching a quarterback pass from Steelmeister for 34 yards, and that made it 21-13 before Harding was able to come back, tie it up, and get the two-point conversion, which led to the thrilling end. I talked about Max Durbin. He had 11 carries for 124 yards, and Meister was 13 for 18, 206, 236 yards passing for the Wildcat quarterback, who was basically playing on one leg in the second half of that ballgame. He really showed a lot of and was able to lead Newark to the victory. And the Cats will go for their third win in a row this Friday night on the road when they travel to Worthington to take on the Cardinals of Thomas Worthington. So congratulations to them. A game matching up two Licking County opponents in Granville had the Aces taking on the Johnstown Johnnies. And that game also was tight early. It was tied 8-8, and Johnstown was on the move trying to score and maybe take the lead, but Mikey Tchaikowski jarred the ball loose. Miles the Smile Eckenrode was able to pick it up and take it 92 yards for a touchdown, and that really did turn the game around, and Granville goes on to the 38-16 victory to move the Aces to 3-0. and Dante Verasso, who we've seen get a couple of interceptions, also take a kickoff to the end zone as well. He had a big game as a wide receiver for Granville. Eight passes, 170 71 yards, including touchdowns of 29, 53, and 40. Obviously, it was one of the better games by their quarterback, Tyler Ernsberger, as well. 
Johnstown, they're still looking for their first win of the season as they continue to try to run with Nate Schneider, who continues to be a, a workhorse for them. He had 24 carries for 97 yards. Nathan Sheets tried to help him out with 13 carries for 90 yards, but not enough as Granville does get the victory. Ernsberger was 11 of 16 for 182 yards, and Matt Chaikowski had 79 yards rushing, 57 of those in half number two. Watkins is also off to a very good start as the Warriors went to 2-1. and one. They got out to a 21-zip lead Friday and was able to knock off Tays Valley by a final of 28-14. A big night for Patrick Carney. He had three touchdown runs of 4, 25, and 41. Also, they got a blocked punt in the end zone for a return. Sam Johnson, he got the blocked punt by Jace Henry, who's had two blocked punts in the last two weeks. Carney, we mentioned the three touchdown runs. He also was 12 of 29 passing for 129 yards and add 86 yards rushing on just 10 carries. Devon Long had 86 yards on 19 carries. Jaden Ricketts was the top wide receiver, catching three balls for 44 yards. So Watkins is off to a 2-1 and one start. For the rest of the county teams, it was kind of a rough go at it as the Fairfield Union Falcons took care of the Lakewood Lancers by a final of 34-19. to 19. Again, the game was fairly close throughout and the Falcons and Lancers were actually tied at 13, but then Fairfield Union was able to use a strong second half running the football, which was the difference, and that's how they were able to cruise to the the 34-19 victory. So Lakewood still looking for their first win on the season as they try to get the game going. But they did have a very good uh, job throwing the football with Adam Crawford. Crawford was 14 of 25 for 201 yards and two touchdowns. But again, the Falcons, who had 330 yards rushing as a team, just too physical in the second half. Utica, after starting the season with a opening season victory, has lost a couple straight. This time, the Freddies of Fredertown got out to them as they went out to a 32 to nothing lead and were able to cruise to their 39 to 13 victory. Tegan Rule was the man who really led Fredericktown in that ballgame. He had 19 carries for 202 yards and two touchdowns. Utica was banged up, and they did not have their senior quarterback, Zach Heckman, so they used two quarterbacks, sophomore Hayden Piper and junior Tyler Cholera. Piper was able to get a 50-yard touchdown pass to junior Logan Fisher, and he finished 6 of 14 for 90 yards. Cholera gained 115 yards on 14 carries, while their top running back, Jason Giffen had 66 yards on 10 rushing attempts, and Piper did add 56 yards on non-carry. So Utica falls to 1-2. and two. Northridge had a very tough loss, losing to Granville Heights by a final of 22-13, as Heights scored with just 57 seconds remaining in the ballgame to get the victory. Northridge was down 12-0 in the second quarter before Lane Haas scored on a one-yard run, and then he hit James Callis for a 47-yard touchdown pass to give the Vikings a 13-12 lead. But as I mentioned, Heights was able to score and get the two-point conversion to get the seven-point victory. Hess was 10 of 22. He had 142 yards passing and also ran the ball 44 yards on 17 carries. Licking Valley, they had a tough one as they took on a very, very strong West Holmes Ball Club Friday night. And as we talked in a couple of other games, the quick leads were the difference in this one as West Holmes went out to a 21-zip lead after one quarter and then defeated Valley by a final of 56 to 14. Hayden Rogers had a couple of touchdown passes to Aiden Stallknocker of 30 and 50 yards and Theo Walsh was the top running back, 16 carries for 70 yards and Colton Carr had 16 carries as well for 62 yards but Valley does fall to 1 and 2 with that loss. Licking Heights also now 1-2 and two as they went up to Bell Fountain to take on the Chieftains, and Bell Fountain came away with a 28-13 victory in that ballgame. It was 14-13 to 13 
in the third quarter, but Bell Fountain was able to score a couple more touchdowns to get the 15-point victory. Chris Fogan, Bell Fountain's running back, he was a workhorse. 32 carries, 210 yards, and two touchdowns. 405 total yards for the Chieftains compared to just 286 for the Hornets, which once again were led by Deuce Caldwell. He had 23 carries for 120 yards and scored once, and then through the air, he was 6 of 15 for 41 yards and the touchdown. Newark Catholic, their game was canceled on Friday night, so they remain with just one game so far to play this year, and they will have a tough one this Friday night when they travel to Fort Loramie. That game went down to the wire last year as Newark Catholic was able to stop a two-point conversion by Fort Loramie, which would have given them the victory, but Catholic held on and got the one-point victory. So the last game we need to recap, which we'll talk a little bit more after this break, but it is the Heath Bulldogs, and they were victorious on the road, defeating Hamilton Township by a final of 24-17 to Friday night. Braden Bayless scored on an eight-yard touchdown run. Connor Corbett and Dalen McIntyre each had two-yard runs for the Bulldogs, and they also had a field goal by Spencer Boyette at 28 yards. Bayless was 16 of 25 for 129 yards passing and added 103 yards on 17 carries to give Heath their second victory on the season. So our current rankings in our Power 6, you have Licking Valley at number 6. Newark enters the fray at number 5. Watkins Memorial is 4th. And then the top 3 remain the same with the Heath Bulldogs at 3rd. Granville coming in at number 2. And Newark Catholic, despite just the one game, they remain at number one. So that's the recap of this past Friday night, and we're going to take a timeout, and then when we come back, we'll be joined by a couple special guests from the Heath Bulldogs, so we hope you stay tuned and join us as you're listening to the Licking County Locker Room live from Stein Brewery on Kate 98.7. Take your... Fritz of Columbus, a local, family-owned company specializing in making your garage the envy of your neighborhood. With the exclusive Garage FX flooring system that has a tenacious bond with concrete, giving you a slip-resistant finish that won't peel and can be installed in just one day. And it's backed with their lifetime guarantee. Call now to take advantage of end-of-year specials of up to $450 off. Call today, 614-802-6565 or visit garageexperts.com. What's your plan for lunch? Join Stein Brewing Company in downtown Newark and enjoy their selection of burgers, sandwiches, and salads. Stop by for lunch or go online to steinbrewco.com and order ahead for pickup. Businesses on the square in downtown Newark can take advantage of free delivery from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Stein Brewing Company in downtown Newark, where you can be your own bartender. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner, featuring 33 craft beers and three craft sodas on tap. Stein Brew co.com Now's the time to order Varsity Jackets. The earlier, the better. For more than 20 years, All-Star Embroidery in Newark has been Varsity Jacket headquarters for schools all over Licking County. Trust their experts to help you through the whole process, from sizing to application. All steps are handled in-house, which means faster turnaround and no surprise pricing. All-Star Embroidery, 21st Street, Newark, and online at allstarembroidery-ltd.com. Allstarembroidery-ltd.com. Visit Licking Memorial Urgent Care to receive excellent medical attention promptly at a fraction of the cost of an emergency room. Licking Memorial Urgent Care is available at three convenient locations. In Granville at 14 Westgate Drive off State Route 16. In downtown Newark at 20 West Locust Street off of 4th Street. And at the Pataskala Health Campus at One Healthy Place off Broad Street. Licking Memorial Health Systems, measurably different for your health. Shamrock Printing is the county's best-kept secret. Their customer service and attention to detail makes every order perfect. Whether celebrating your seniors or your school. And don't forget about them at your office. Their efficiency and pricing makes them the best choice there, too. Shamrock Printing can now print signage on all kinds of materials, like wood, metal, plastic, and canvas. Whatever you want printed, whatever you want it printed on. Shamrock Printing, South 3rd Street, Newark. Are you one of those people who doesn't know what they want, but knows it when they see it? 
Kicks Mix Bookstore in downtown Newark is the bookstore created with you in mind. Under the watchful eyes of resident books Pertz, Edgar Allan Paws, and Margaret Catwood, you can search two floors full of new releases and old favorites. And if you still can't find something, they'll order it for you. Since 2014, featuring great prices and even better customer service, Kicks Mix Bookstore, South 3rd Street, Newark. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy real estate as is fast for cash. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. I buy inherited properties, vacant homes, rentals, commercial properties, and apartment buildings. Give us a call today and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Ohio's educators make a difference in their students' lives every day. From classroom teachers to paraeducators, professors, bus drivers, school secretaries, custodians, and more. These are the people who have dedicated their lives to serving our kids and making our public schools great. And we want to say thank you. Join the Ohio Education Association in recognizing an education champion in your community. Go to ohea.org slash education champions to submit your nomination now. Coaches, players, and more. It's the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays. Live at Stein Brewing Company on Church Street in downtown Newark on Kate 98.7. And welcome back, everybody. We are live at the Stein Brewery. This is Brian Mays. Now happy to be joined by Heath head coach Tim Ward and quarterback Braden Bayless. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us, and let's start with last week. Congratulations, nice win over Hamilton Township, a game I know coaches don't like hearing this, but you were pretty much in control of that football game, and Hamilton Township a couple scores late to make it a seven-point victory. But overall, Coach, your your thoughts on getting the second win last Friday night against Hamilton Township? Yeah, our guys uh, came out from the very beginning and uh, tried to execute the game plan just the way we had it. Uh, our defense played really, really well in the first half. I think we only gave up 74 yards or so in the first half. Um, our offense was able to put together a couple scores there and then continue to move the ball. And even in the second half, we were able to just stay ahead of the sticks and keep the ball um, in our field position in a, in a positive way for us. So even when we couldn't come away with points, we were able to pin them deep um, and make them try to chunk the field. And, and so again able to execute the game plan so you're two and one uh how do you feel give me a synopsis of of where you think this team is at this point we've we talked earlier in the year there were obviously some uh, very quality players that graduated from this team you had to have some youngsters step up but you did have some underclassmen that have gotten the experience including the the kid here right beside me that is even as a junior has a lot of experience but where do you see this this team through three three ball games right now yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we're still taking the approach to try and get better every single week. Um, we talk to the players all the time about not only getting better every week, but getting better every day, um, getting better even every rep during practice. And so we're just taking that approach of we want to be playing our best football come weeks 10, 11, 12, 13, if we're lucky enough to go that far, 14, however long we could play. Um, so we just want to make sure that by the end of the season, we're playing our, our best football. And our early season schedule here has uh, been set up to help us be able to make a run at the league. Uh, so we scheduled five very tough opponents early for that reason. Um, so the fact that we're two and one, uh, I'm, I'm happy with, but at the same time, I'm not satisfied with. we got to continue getting better every day. And while we don't like to go back and look at losses, uh, that Licking Valley game, your team rallied. Uh, that's a very tough place to play, and when they get the lead, they're very tough to come back on. But you guys were right there, and just some of the quotes I saw after the game, it just seemed like, okay, we lost this game, but we're not going to let it linger. Maybe as maybe a game, which we'll talk about last year, did for at least one game. It just seems like we're going to shut the book on this and move forward. Yeah, it, it was really about coming out and playing as hard as we possibly could. Um, playing as physical as we could. If, if anybody that was there at uh, Licking Valley Stadium that night at Randy Boffin Stadium, they're going to tell you that that was a physical football game. That's one of the most physical football games I've seen us play in a long time. And uh, so, unfortunately, a game like that, somebody had to win and somebody had to lose, and we came up on the short end of the stick. But we played very, very hard. We saw a lot of guys step up that hadn't really taken that step forward yet. And uh, so it was a lot to build on going into week three. 
Joined by junior quarterback Braden Bayless. Braden, you are having a tremendous season, and I'm going to tell you a little secret. So when I interviewed your coach during practices, I talked about how well you threw the deep ball. And he wasn't that thrilled that I complimented you high because somebody likes to throw the deep ball a little bit. But you have added this running uh, aspect of your game. You did run a little bit last year, but really have taken off. Um, is that something that you wanted to incorporate this year, is kind of be that dual-threat quarterback, being able to run and throw? Yeah, absolutely. I just think that last year when we played uh, Indian Valley, I saw that the running game helped a lot. And I think that more the more I run, the more it opens the pass. And I think that doing that it just helps with our offense game plan and just a bunch of other stuff on our offense how comfortable are you at this point i mean you got the full season last year as a sophomore you got to play a little bit at the end of, as your freshman year i mean i would think your confidence level is pretty good at running what coach ward wants you to run uh, game in and game out um i think my confidence has built a lot over the like last season, I mean, I was low key. I was really, really nervous going into the season last year. I was a sophomore, wasn't gonna know how the season was gonna go. Had a lot of upperclassmen, but I think last year the main goal that happened was the upperclassmen. They kept me up and they they showed me that like I gotta step up. Even though I'm a sophomore, I gotta show that leadership. And I think over the games, I just I built that leadership up to uh, start this year off really well. And I think that a lot of the guys just built in with that this year. It, it, we're a real young team and. Everyone's just stepping up together, and I think that's what's building our team to be a very good game season this year. So we go back to week one. You're trailing Liberty Union, and it just seemed to me to say, you said, we're not going to lose this game, and I'm going to make sure we're not going to lose this game. You took them down the field and got the game-winning touchdown. Uh, I think that, I mean, uh, it looks that way, but it wasn't that way. We had a lot of guys buy in, our O-line, our running backs, our receivers. A lot of guys just bought in. I told them, I'm like, we still have plenty of time. We still got three minutes and 30 seconds left. I said we have plenty of time to rush on the field, and everyone looked at me, and I was like, I was like, seriously, guys, we got we got plenty of time to do this, and they're like, all right, let's go then, and then we ended up going straight down the field, and then we ended up scoring, and um, going to me, and I'm getting that last pick of the game, that sealed the deal, and I just, I think that the big thing this year is that we really focus on the next play. Uh, we don't let each other get down. We really keep each other up the whole time, and it's allowing us to be a very, very well, well team, and I just think that, like. That's what's going to happen this year, and like it's going to build up to next year. And I think that over the next two years, we're going to be a very good team. So, how have you seen him grow up as as a leader on this team, not just offensively, but just as a team leader, as a quarterback of the Dogs? Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit it right on the head with just the leadership aspect. Um, we knew it as a freshman that he had the physical attributes to play the game. Um, there was no, there's no question about that. He can, he can throw the ball with the best of them. Uh, we knew he could run the ball because we saw it in practice all year last year. Um, so we knew that he could run the ball. Um, once, like he mentioned earlier, the Indian Valley game came around, everybody else figured out he could run the ball too. Uh, we were trying to keep that as our little secret there for a while. Um, but no, what we, what we really saw this, this year was, was that leadership element step in. Um, approaching practice with an effort to get better every day. Um, in the offseason, bringing the receivers and running backs up to the, to the field multiple times. Um, I mean, I'd drive by the field or I'd be out there. I, I coach our middle school baseball team, too. I'd be out there with baseball practice. And next thing you know, here comes Bayless with some receivers to throw. And so just that a camaraderie that's built, that passion to want to get better, to get other people to buy in, uh, that leadership aspect is where we've seen the biggest amount of growth. So we've talked a lot about the offense, but it would be remiss if I didn't talk about your defense because last year you had a, a ton, and I really can use the word a ton of goal line stands. You've had a couple this year, and it's kind of a ball hawking group. You've got, I believe, seven turnovers. Uh, you only have three on, on your side of the ball, so you're plus four, three games in. Uh, the defense just seems to, again, you lost a lot of key players graduation-wise, but uh, and you mentioned the Licking Valley game. This defense seems to be very physical to start the year out yeah i mean that's kind of something we're trying to build our reputation around um we want to be a physical football team we want you to know no matter what the scoreboard says at the end of the game we want you to know that you played a physical physical football game um, and, and with that comes turnovers um we we have our philosophy that if a ball is thrown over 15 yards down the field we want the ball and and we harp on it uh, all the time um, fumbles and things like that, those things will come as, as guys just play a more physical game. But it's really when the ball's in the air, 
being willing to sell out and go get it. Um, so, yeah, I, I've been very pleased with our defense. We've, we've given up a lot of points, but again, like you said, we've also had a lot of points get shut down right at the goal line, and uh, and so I'm, I'm very proud of that. And Corbett and Patterson, as I look at the stats here, both averaging double digits in tackles. I mean, to have a couple of guys have double digits in tackles through three games, that's pretty impressive, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Corbett's obviously one of those guys um, who just he's in on so many plays. He plays so physical. He plays so fast. Um, he He's such an aggressive, like, just fast-paced kid. When you watch him play, he plays like nobody else on the field plays. Um, and so he gets his tackles. I mean, he had 141 tackles last year as a freshman. Um, and then Tanner Patterson was a guy last year who we knew he could play, but he really made his mark last year at uh, on special teams, uh, punt team, kickoff team. And then this year, with a chance to him for him to come in and step into that outside linebacker role and try and replace some of the guys that we lost, like Riley Gold. I mean, he has stepped into that role and, and just absolutely flourished, and he really likes that playing on the edge type uh, type of defense that we play. Back to you, Braden. How comfortable now are you with your with your wide receivers? And, and I know it's still probably a little bit of work in progress because, as you mentioned last year, you had those veterans that you kind of could throw the ball up and they're going to go get it. How do you feel this combination is starting to gel at this point? Um, I think that a big difference is like uh, a lot of people are just the lot of receivers are willing to work. And uh, last year was obviously a great group of receivers. I mean, unbelievable. Um, so I, I told the guys, I'm like, we got to step up. I'm like, we're going to be a very young, very young receiving core. I mean, uh, we have one senior on the receiving core. His name is Dylan Malpas. Uh, he stepped up the past two games. He's doing good. Uh, going in there, getting reps, just going all out. And I think that the main thing is every day at practice, we're willing to come and work no matter what it is. If it's a tiny drill, if it's team, just anything we do as a receiving core, as me throwing the ball to them, they're always in. The, they're always working their butts off every single play, and I think that's what's uh, building the confidence with me and them, and building the chemistry between us. So we look ahead to Friday night. You host Granville. Tough game last year, 21-12. Another very physical ball game. Uh, I don't think it's anybody's secret that you guys wanted that one bad, and you felt you played well enough to get that victory. There was a hangover the next week against Zanesville, and then the team regrouped, and you had a great second half of the season. So. I know you're not supposed to say, you know, revenge and things of that nature, but I'm sure you've been looking forward to this matchup ever since the schedule came out. Absolutely. I think that I think Friday night we're going to go and we're going to be physical and they're going to see what happens. We're going to come in. We're going to come in our house this year and I think we're going to show them what's up. Well, and I think both programs, Coach, are very similar in the fact of a lot of people are saying you guys are a year away because of the small senior class that you have and the juniors and sophomores. Everyone thought Granville was going to slip up. Okay, they've lost the talented backfield that they had, but here they are 3-0. and So I, I think both teams come in with a little bit of that chip-in-their-shoulder mentality. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I mean, I, I hate the the whole idea of being a year away because you never know if next year's going to come. I mean, now more so than ever, look look back to the years that we missed, and we were just fortunate enough we didn't have any games canceled because of COVID or anything like that. But uh, that year away mentality is, is just, in my mind, it's something that's just – you're making excuses for why you can't get the job done right now. And so our guys are ready to get the job done right now. Um, they're ready to play right now. And, uh, and yeah, I, I call last year a, a mirror game. It's one of those games that after the game you had to look yourself in the mirror. You had to make some adjustments. You had to realize we did not get the job done, and we had to fix the problems that we had that, that caused us to not get the job done. Now, it took a week or two, like you said, um, but once we got things figured out, once guys started buying in um, – it, things turn around for us. Line play, I think, is going to be huge uh, on Friday night. It is in every ball game. That's obviously an understatement. But uh, when when we covered uh, Granville in week two, they really did control the line of scrimmage against Clear Fork, and it was just one drive by the Colts that really got them going. So, uh, you know, how how do you kind of match up physicality, or is it just? Hey, it's strength versus strength, and whoever comes out on top is going to do it. Yeah, I think it's. I think it really just comes down to uh, who's willing to do the hard, the hard things. Who's willing to play the hard part of football? Um, and and we got guys who are buying into that. 
our our offensive line is not looking for any glory. Um, they're they're more of a smaller speed style offensive line, but they have an old school mentality um, where they understand it's not about them. They're about clearing holes for the guys to run the ball and, and protecting Braden and letting him do some special things with the football. And then on the defensive line, I, I just don't think that Granville has seen anybody like Dalen McIntyre and what he's going to bring to the field this week. And then for you as a quarterback, you're going to have some players on this team that there's going to be some some jitterbugs, some nervousness Friday night. They're going to be amped up, ready to go. So how do you, as a, as a quarterback, lead? You want them to be excited. You want them to feel the importance of this game, but it also has to be balanced with we have a job to do, fellas. We know to do it. So how do you how do you lead through a big game like this? Because you did it against Newark Catholic last year, no question about that. Um, I feel like going in this game, uh, we're obviously amped up. I mean, it's obviously bet, this is the best practice we've had all year. Uh, we're coming in ready to work like we always do. But um, uh, last week against Hamilton Township, we came in and we were super physical, but we didn't let that get let us change our play style. We just we always play physical. We always want the ball, and I think that this week against Granville, it's gonna it's gonna show how physical we are every play, no matter what's going on, no matter what the scoreboard says. We're gonna we're gonna play our butts off every single play. Well, we look forward to covering that game Friday night uh, on our airwaves on Kate 98.7. It's going to be a good one, no doubt, between you guys and Granville. And before I let you go, Braden, congratulations, because this week you are the winner of the player of the game, Big Kahuna. Crino's Pizza. So, my friend, you just got a 29-inch pizza that you can share with who you want to. It's a $50 value, but congratulations, sir. You are our big kahuna player of the week for your performance. While we say last week, it really has been throughout the whole season. Congratulations. You've done a great job. Thank you. I was hoping I'd get a slice of that, but it doesn't seem like that's going to... thought I'd, if I buttered you up enough, you might throw me a bone, but I guess not. But, guys, appreciate you coming out tonight. Best of luck Friday night. Should be a good one. Thank you. Yeah, Thank we you. appreciate you guys having us on. And uh, at 5 o'clock, there'll be a big tailgate right across the street from the stadium. So come on out. Have yourself some food. I think there'll be some skyline chili and things out there. Go dogs. Thank you. Coach Tim Moore, quarterback Braden Bayless, joining us here on Licking County Locker Room. When we come back, we'll be joined by the Heath Athletic Director Bo Hansen, who will talk some Heath football, fall sports, and much, much more. That's next here on the Licking County Locker Room, live from Stein Brewery on Kate 98.7. Hi folks, it's Andy Ritberger. There's nothing better than taking your tailgate party up a notch or two, and all it takes is one stop at the Ritberger North Market to get our brats, hot dogs, steaks, ribs, and pork tenderloin. I gotta tell you that what's on your grill can make or break your party, so come see us at the Ritberger North Market on Maple Avenue in Zanesville. And if you're in the Buckeye Lake area, check out our new store, the Ritberger Market at the Lake. Now's the time to order Varsity Jackets. The earlier, the better. For more than 20 years, All-Star Embroidery in Newark has been Varsity Jacket headquarters for schools all over Licking County. Trust their experts to help you through the whole process, from sizing to application. All steps are handled in-house, which means faster turnaround and no surprise pricing. All-Star Embroidery, 21st Street, Newark, and online at allstarembroidery-ltd.com. Allstarembroidery-ltd.com. This is Rob Montagnes, President and CEO of Licking Memorial Health Systems. As Licking County faced the unprecedented COVID-19 pandemic, our employees joined the frontline response to contain the spread of the virus and care for the ill. We are grateful for their sacrifices and dedication during a time of extreme uncertainty and stress. Thank you to all of our employees for making a difference during these difficult times and every day. Are you one of those people who doesn't know what they want, but knows it when they see it? Kicks Mix Bookstore in downtown Newark is the bookstore created with you in mind. Under the watchful eyes of resident books Perts, Edgar Allan Paws, and Margaret Catwood, you can search two floors full of new releases and old favorites. And if you still can't find something, they'll order it for you. Since 2014, featuring great prices and even better customer service, Kicks Mix Bookstore, South 3rd Street, Newark. Shamrock Printing is the county's best-kept secret. 
Their customer service and attention to detail makes every order perfect. Whether celebrating your seniors or your school. And don't forget about them at your office. Their efficiency and pricing makes them the best choice there too. Shamrock Printing can now print signage on all kinds of materials like wood, metal, plastic, and canvas. Whatever you want printed, whatever you want it printed on. Shamrock Printing, South 3rd Street, Newark. Hi folks, it's Andy Ritberger. There's nothing better than taking your tailgate party up a notch or two, and all it takes is one stop at the Ritberger North Market to get our brats, hot dogs, steaks, ribs, and pork tenderloin. I gotta tell you that what's on your grill can make or break your party, so come see us at the Ritberger North Market on Maple Avenue in Zanesville. And if you're in the Buckeye Lake area, check out our new store, the Ritberger Market at the Lake. Take your garage back with Garage Experts of Columbus, a local, family-owned company specializing in making your garage the envy of your neighborhood. With the exclusive Garage FX flooring system that has a tenacious bond with concrete, giving you a slip-resistant finish that won't peel and can be installed in just one day. And it's backed with their lifetime guarantee. Call now to take advantage of end-of-year specials of up to $450 off. Call today, 614-802-6565 or visit garageexperts.com. Choosing a used vehicle is all about trust. For 60 years, Eastern Ohio has bought their cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs from Finks. They sell more pre-owned vehicles than anyone because of their large selection, low prices, and stress-free buying process. Finks has the vehicle you're looking for, or they will find it for you. Finks Quality Used Cars. Since 1962, the tradition continues in South Zanesville and online at FinksQualityAutos.com. You're listening to the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays, live at Stein Brewing Company on Church Street in downtown Newark on Kate 98.7. Welcome back, everyone. Brian Mays, we're live at the Stein Brewery, and we're happy to be joined by the athletic director of the Heath Bulldogs, Bo Hansen. And we're doing a couple things here, Bo. Hopefully you can stay for us a couple minutes. Thank you for joining us. And uh, first of all, when you have such a big game coming up at home like you did Friday night against Granville, a lot of folks think, well, maybe preparation starts 3 or 4 o'clock, but it really it's an all-day deal, especially for a game like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll be out there early in the morning. It's not going to wait till 3 or 4 o'clock to get started. That put us way behind. <laughs> How much anticipation, because you have a job to do. I mean, you've got to get the facility ready, and you've got your helpers and things like that, but... Is there any point where you can enjoy that moment or really not until the game's over and you see what kind of happens? Because you really are being pulled a lot of different directions on something like that. My favorite part of Friday night's when that ref blows that whistle for the kickoff because now I know everything's in their hands. It's out of my hands. We've done everything that we possibly could to get the field ready, the facilities ready, security and everything. Um, and then from that point on, it's in their hands. Swain Field, I think, is one of the better stadiums uh, within the county if not in central ohio uh two great press boxes uh, the the fans are close to the action how proud are you of, of that facility it's a beautiful facility when you know the new press box they put on the visitor side gives us a double the capacity that we had before for for folks like you to come in and broadcast the ball game and it puts the visiting coaches on the opposite side of the field away from our guys um and the backdrop there with the river and the and the, and the hill with the, with the branches and the leaves and the trees and everything, I mean, that's just a great place to watch a football game from. That kind of makes me feel old because I was in school when <laughs> Swank was there. So, yeah, I'm getting up there in age, I have to admit it. But um, And then also, I, I, th I know you're proud of, of Coach Ward and what he's been able to do because uh, replacing Coach Collier, who had been a fixture, his family a fixture within the Heath community, that's not an easy job necessarily to take it over, but he seems to have really grabbed it and run with it, and, and really uh, the kids are buying into what he's selling. He's doing a great job. Um, you know, I came on board last year uh, as the athletic director, uh, came in in July. They were having camp. Um, I wasn't, Nobody even knew I was there. I uh, stood on the sidelines for about 45 minutes for camp and, and let them do their work, and there was a water break, and I yelled at him, and I said, you coach Ward? And he says, yes. I could, I could tell by the way he his persona on the field, how he carried himself, how the kids that were out there respected him. So 
everything that he's preaching to those kids is coming out on Friday nights. So we, we've talked a lot about football tonight, but fall sports is a very busy season. You have a lot going on uh, with the other sports. So how are you able to maintain your time and schedule, or uh, you, you just do what you need to do each day? Because there's not a break when you have fall sports. No, it's crazy. And, you know, and the beauty of it is you, you wake up in the morning and you go to work and you don't know what you're going to get into. That's one of the nice things about the job. It's not a routine over and over and over. Uh, and every night's a different story. Like tonight, we got our girls' soccer program heading to West End. So they got a big ball game tonight. The girls' volleyball team, they're at Newark Catholic right now playing you know, their third, third uh, league game. So it, it, it's hard. You had to learn how to manage your time. Um, two of the reasons why I'm here sitting over here, my wife and my son, they back everything that I do. They know what this job entails. You know, sometimes it's a it's a nine-hour day. Sometimes it's a 14-hour day with a turnaround. You go right back after Friday night, getting home at midnight. You're there at 8 o'clock in the morning if you have a home soccer match on Saturday. So uh, time management, I think, and having people support you and help you along the way is a key to, to getting this job done. So what made you get into it? Is this something that you've always wanted to do? Or kind of give us a little background of how you got to the position you're at today. Well, I was at Lakewood uh, uh, teaching seventh grade math and uh, had a knock on the door from Jay Galt. And he said, hey, we want you to be our next athletic director. And the rest is history. This is year 15. Um, I spent 10 years as the AD at Lakewood. Then I went to Pick Central for three. Um, and when the opportunity arose to come back into the, to the county uh, two years ago, I jumped on it. And here I am. So I've asked this to a couple of the other ADs we've had here on the Licking County locker room, and it's it is a concern of mine, and they've they've si- somewhat agreed with me as well. But uh, again, when I was in school, it was. 20 games of basketball per se now it's 22 before you get to the tournament the football now has expanded where we used to have the state championships on thanksgiving weekend now it's the week after is there any concern about so much overlapping uh that maybe some of the uh kids don't get to enjoy one or two different sports i think that's a major concern you know um when you're playing if you get into week 13 you know basketball's already started so you're your kids that play both are getting put behind in one sport, even though they're getting to celebrate the other sport. Um, and the same, and the same happens in the winter. You know, if you get into the regional championship uh, of basketball, you're right in the middle of the preseason for baseball or track. So those kids are being stretched thin. Um, I think it it makes them really look at their time management as well. And the coaches in those programs understand the importance of sharing those athletes to make sure that they have time for each of them while they're finishing the one that is currently in season or making a tournament run, for lack of better terms. So how is that camaraderie, you know, with with the coaches? Because there is – you want – kids out there to play you want them to be successful but also they're in a developing stage they want to learn in different things i mean is it something that you have to build within the coaches or is it something that they get and understand or, and really are able to work together on it the coaching staff at heath is awesome they do a great job sharing kids they understand the process they know that when you know on a monday if they need to be at this place it's fine as long as it's in the off season and when they're in the season then they expect them to be at their practices uh, or scrimmages but they do a lot of sharing and it's not just with you know with our athletes i mean our cheerleaders are being shared too so there's a lot of kids that cross over that that the coaches understand and they need to understand that we need those kids to play more than one sport Another question I've asked because, again, I was stunned that it was voted down, which was the, the NIL, and I think it will be brought up again, and I, I think it is going to pass at some point. So how, as, as an athletic director, do you focus, and I know it's something that it's not passed, so you can't really worry about it now, but amateurism, it seems to be fading away a little bit. I mean, that's another concern of mine. How, how do you keep these kids from being amateur athletes and not have to deal with the pressure of what they're even going to see from the college kids these days. I agree with you. I think it's coming. Um, I think it's inevitable. It's going to happen. I think we need to get ahead of it before it gets here so we can have an understanding of the process of what it's really meant to do um, to keep those kids focused. I mean, it's it's changed college athlete, athletics tremendously. I mean, it's, you know, it's name, image, likeness, but how many of those guys do you see with their name out on something that's just giving everybody an opportunity to make one gigantic deposit and really the teams with the biggest pockets win and they get to help those kids get paid so you know there's a lot of fingers in the fire i guess to say on that end of it but i think the ohsa needs to get ahead of it quicker than than later because it's going to be here would it would it behoove to have 
let's just say it does get voted through and maybe allow each school to have its own type of, I don't know if you can say guidelines or restrictions, but I don't know that it can be managed at the state level because, let's just say it, uh, a Lakewood St. Edward is going to be different than a Johnstown. Or, Absolutely. Uh, I say Johnstown, of course, Intel's coming around, so maybe that's the wrong analogy, but, but you get what I mean. I mean, it, it's going to be a different scope, so maybe it's going to be left up to the schools at some point? I hope not, because then the rich are going to get richer. You know, I mean, we need to, to stay ahead of it and have the parameters put into place so that each school, when it happens, has the opportunity for their kids to get just as much as anybody else. It's going to be interesting. There's no question about that. So, uh, looking, you know, overall at the Heath uh, Athletic Department from the fall, winter, and, and spring sports, happy with the amount of sports that you have? Happy with the amount of participation uh, within the student body, within the sports? Absolutely. Um, you know, we just got our girls' varsity golf team back this year. Uh, three freshmen are playing. We have one senior, so we got four. Uh, with that program just getting started up, the boys' golf team was successful last year. District runners up. I mean, they're looking to get right back at it. Um, our participation numbers could be higher in some sports, uh, but I think it, once everything's back to normal, for lack of better terms, those numbers will go up. I mean, our football numbers are up. Uh, junior high football numbers are up. We had to order helmets and couldn't even find helmets to buy. Uh, so I'm happy with the, the direction that we are trending. And I think it is important because – you're right. I, I don't know that we're back to normalcy yet. We're, we're pretty close. Uh, but that, you know, to have that far distance where you didn't have anything for, for a year to a year and a half uh, for, this, for this age group, it probably did impact them more than what we could even realize. Sure, they found a lot of other stuff to do. Right. You know, and, and I think that's the beauty of our county league is the fact that those kids get to play against each other all year long sometimes they're one of the same teams in the summer in the off season so they know they get a relationship outside of just their school and understand how important it is to be part of a team one more question before i let you go and it's back to football with the uh, with the realignment now in in division five uh down from division four which i thought region 15 was was pretty tough last year this region isn't any easier you got the irons and tigers right off the bat to start with but does that impact much or it is what it is and you just got to deal with who you're going to play because i i feel this team will knock on wood make the postseason and you just got to handle it how, how you need to we we knew we were going to drop uh, our boys numbers were way down uh, i was hoping you know with football we didn't weren't sure whether we'd go default or in, into football but with looking at the teams that are in that region i just looked at it the other day there's there's some powerhouse teams in there and, and i hope that some of those teams are sitting there looking going man heath dropped down i don't know if we want to play heath or not you know because right now we're playing some good smack mouth football um and i hope those teams understand you know we're going to try to make a run well and i think last year the way that team again responded after that Zanesville loss, and I brought it up to Coach Ward. He's probably tired of me burning up, but I just love how that team turned the corner, and then it continued into the postseason. Because even in the postseason, there were a couple of games you weren't sure how they were going to turn out, but uh, with with Braden and a couple of other players, they just said we're not losing. And I I think that is a carryover effect for a program like the Heath Bulldogs. Absolutely, and I think those kids all have an attitude of, hey, we're going to win this game. You know, no matter how much time is left on the clock, I deep down think that they, they believe, honestly, that they're going to win and that the coaching staff is going to put them in the best possible position to get the, get the W. Well, we appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for coming out to Stein Brewery. Uh, great success with the Heath Bulldogs. We look forward to seeing you Friday night. Thanks for having me. All right, back to wrap up this edition of the Licking County Locker Room, live from Stein Brewery after our final timeout here on Kate 98.7. Take your garage back with Garage Experts of Columbus, a local, family-owned company specializing in making your garage the envy of your neighborhood. With the exclusive Garage FX flooring system that has a tenacious bond with concrete, giving you a slip-resistant finish that won't peel and can be installed in just one day. And it's backed with their lifetime guarantee. Call now to take advantage of end-of-year specials of up to $450 off. Call today, 614-802-6565, or visit garageexperts.com. 
Hi folks, it's Andy Ritberger. There's nothing better than taking your tailgate party up a notch or two, and all it takes is one stop at the Ritberger North Market to get our brats, hot dogs, steaks, ribs, and pork tenderloin. I gotta tell you that what's on your grill can make or break your party, so come see us at the Ritberger North Market on Maple Avenue in Zanesville. And if you're in the Buckeye Lake area, check out our new store, the Ritberger Market at the Lake. What's your plan for lunch? Join Stein Brewing Company in downtown Newark and enjoy their selection of burgers, sandwiches, and salads. Stop by for lunch or go online to steinbrewco.com and order ahead for pickup. Businesses on the square in downtown Newark can take advantage of free delivery from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Stein Brewing Company in downtown Newark, where you can be your own bartender. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner, featuring 33 craft beers and three craft sodas on tap. Stein Brew co.com shamrock printing is the county's best kept secret their customer service and attention to detail makes every order perfect whether celebrating your seniors or your school and don't forget about them at your office their efficiency and pricing makes them the best choice there too shamrock printing can now print signage on all kinds of materials like wood metal plastic and canvas whatever you want printed whatever you want it printed on shamrock printing south third street newark Now's the time to order Varsity Jackets. The earlier, the better. For more than 20 years, All-Star Embroidery in Newark has been Varsity Jacket headquarters for schools all over Licking County. Trust their experts to help you through the whole process, from sizing to application. All steps are handled in-house, which means faster turnaround and no surprise pricing. All-Star Embroidery, 21st Street, Newark, and online at allstarembroidery-ltd.com. Allstarembroidery-ltd.com. Visit Licking Memorial Urgent Care to receive excellent medical attention promptly at a fraction of the cost of an emergency room. Licking Memorial Urgent Care is available at three convenient locations. In Granville at 14 Westgate Drive off State Route 16. In downtown Newark at 20 West Locust Street off of 4th Street. And at the Pataskala Health Campus at One Healthy Place off Broad Street. Licking Memorial Health Systems, measurably different for your health. Are you one of those people who doesn't know what they want, but knows it when they see it? Kixmix Bookstore in downtown Newark is the bookstore created with you in mind. Under the watchful eyes of resident books Perts, Edgar Allan Paws, and Margaret Catwood, you can search two floors full of new releases and old favorites. And if you still can't find something, they'll order it for you. Since 2014, featuring great prices and even better customer service, Kixmix Bookstore, South 3rd Street, Newark. Since 1971, Plaza Pizza has been a Newark staple. When you take your first bite, you'll find out why. From the thin cracker-style crust and zesty family recipe sauces to the 17 quality toppings to choose from. Now delivering straight to your door via phone, website, or the Toast Takeout app. Plaza Pizza is open for dinner in Newark and Heath. Plus, you can join us for lunch in the Heath location. Thursdays and Fridays, 11 to 1. Find hours, locations, and order at plazapizza.com. We're back talking high school football with the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays, live at Stein Brewing Company on Church Street in downtown Newark on Kate 98.7. And welcome back, everybody. Getting ready to wrap up this edition of the Licking County Locker Room. Again, thanks to head coach Tim Ward of the Heath Bulldogs, his quarterback, Braden Bayless, and athletic Trebo Hansen. And a reminder, we will be from Swinefield Friday night with the Heath Bulldogs hosting the Granville Blue Aces. Kickoff at 7 o'clock right here on Kate 98.7. Should be a great ball game. It was last year at Walter J. Hodges Stadium. Both teams capturing league championships last year, trying to do the same this year and make a significant postseason run. So we hope you can join us Friday night from Heath and then back here at Stein Brewery Monday evening at 6 p.m. So for everybody here at Kate 98.7, this is Brian Mays. Everyone have a great Tuesday night, and we'll talk to you Friday from Heat. This has been the Licking County Locker Room Show on Kate 98.7. Tonight's show is brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems, Stein Brewing Company, Kicks Mix Bookstore, Shamrock Printing, All-Star Embroidery, Garage Experts of Columbus, and Ritt Burger Meat Market, Buckeye Lake.
Join us next Monday night at 6 for the Lincoln County Locker Room on Kate 98.7.